It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. It's one of those nights where I don't really feel like talking about anything because everything is relatively stupid from top to bottom. I mean, how many times can we talk about COVID? How many times can we talk about Russia and all that stuff? It just... It's just mind-boggling, mind-bogglingly stupid uh, that we're even still talking. We've got to move on to something else. We 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 really really do. It's it's like enough is enough with all of this. And and how could these people? How could these politicians even have any more legitimacy after what they do to us time and time again, month after month, day after day? I mean, it just is annoying. And by the way, I'm going to try to keep this podcast a 15 minutes, not going to, I am going to keep, no matter where I am, I'm going to stop at 15 minutes. Um, Okay, so wah. This came out, which I thought was interesting. This goes back to a, a podcast that I did a couple of weeks ago talking about the insurance companies. And this is from Welt.de, so it's a German rag and they were referencing German health insurance companies. They analyzed data from 10.9 million insured individuals regarding, guess what? Adverse events from vaccinations from Develt Rag. And this is from the BKK board member Andreas Schofbeck. According to our. Ca- cal- <laughs> I can't. I'm trying to pronounce these German words. According to our calculations, although they sound like English. We consider 400,000 visits to the doctor by our policyholders because of vaccination complications to be realistic to this day. Extrapolated to the total population, this value would be 3 million. The numbers that resulted from our analysis are very far away from those publicly announced numbers. It would be unethical to talk about it. So what does that mean? It means that the numbers are so staggeringly high that if this insurance company revealed the true statistic, the public would probably be up in arms, pitchforks, tar, feathers, uh, rotten fruit, rotten vegetables, and they would more than likely go after the government and BioNTech and Pfizer, all of them uh, lurking about Germany. Um, so we, I mean, I don't know how many other times we can go about saying the same kind of thing because it's it's it, it, it's just over and over again. I mean, if you listen to me, you would know about this stuff from years ago, years ago. And then we find out there was a patent taken out by Moderna. Well, Moderna is one of the vaccine makers. It was a patent that was taken out in February of 2016. February of 2016, six years ago. And what is it? It is the exact same gene sequence that they find in, supposedly, COVID-19. So how would Moderna know about the same exact gene sequence in a SARS-CoV-style virus in 2016 when it somehow is the scourge of the planet in 2020, end of 2019. It's almost like they use this patent to release COVID-19 if it actually came from a lab. I mean, what are the odds of that occurring? Uh, It's just, oh, 
it's so serendipitous. I don't know where to where do we begin. So you know, I don't know how many other ways I can say this. It's it's nonsense. We were had. Everybody knows it, and this whole thing about COVID, it was nothing more than to get this planet geared up for a fascist dictatorial society that these people are trying to take over the world with. And they're doing it through the governments. These governments don't care about you. They don't care about acting like fascists and little dictators like in Canada, New Zealand, and Australia, or in in certain states in the United States. They, They don't care about it anymore. Call them whatever you want. They're just going to do what they want to do. So it's, it's out in the open, and people need to realize there's no nation out there that's going to invade. Russia isn't going to invade anybody. No, nobody's going to invade anybody. The real problem are these bureaucrats and cabinet members that take these positions of power within the administrations of these elected officials. I should say erected officials, because I doubt anybody actually elects any of these people, because it's just so mind-bogglingly stupid to assume that they have any sort of real altruism and any sort of patriotic duty left in them. I mean, you even see it with Trump, right? Russia gate, Ukraine gate, then it was COVID, then it was all this stuff for four years. We heard nothing. I mean, everything that was thrown at Trump. It was monotonous, it was idiotic, and these Democrats should be thrown into prison for what they did to this country for over four years and what they're still trying to do to this day. In fact, on today, the New York Times reported that the Manhattan DA's investigation into former President Trump and his business, oh, guess what, hit a snag. Two of the prosecutors just suddenly resigned because they, quote-unquote, had serious doubt about the inquiry (laughs) and the case itself. Prosecutors Carrie Dunn and Mark Pomerantz expressed doubts, and they said without Mr. Bragg's commitment to move forward, the prosecutors late last month postponed a plan to question at least one witness before the grand jury. And this essentially paused their investigation. Now, this is enormous because if you're having prosecutors just dump a court case, that means that this case itself has zero legs to stand on. It may have, at best, a leg and a half to limp along with and just drag out this whole dog and pony show until somebody says, enough is enough, you people have to go home, and now you're going to be tried for sedition. Um, so this that is an extremely telling, um, I guess, outcome of all of this. What also is, is, is fairly important is what's coming out of Durham. So Durham, Special Counsel Durham, is the one that was investigating Russiagate and, and the whole election fraud thing and all that other stuff. Nobody wants to hear from Durham because he's airing out all the laundry. There's a big, big background to Durham. I went into it in a prior podcast. And he always releases more about his investigation, usually on Friday afternoons between 3 and 5. So they really don't make the news circuit 
And it really gets forgotten about by Monday because they don't want you to know about this stuff. So what came out last Friday was essentially that they found out that Sussman, which is a guy aligned with Rodney Jaffa, which is a feder- who was a federal contractor with access to quote-unquote sensitive data, we find out that these individuals were spying on Trump before he was elected, spying on Trump and really set up a mole-style intelligence network during the transition period between Barack Obama and President Trump and continued to spy on Trump uh, after he was president. They, they had access to his servers in all of his Trump hotels, his Trump properties, including the White House. These people were spying on a sitting president. These people are traitors. They are sedition. I mean, they aren't sedition. That is sedition. That's a seditious act. So this brings us to somebody else. Now, somebody else being General Flynn. General Flynn is being bandied about. As somebody that's so pro-America, so pro-this, so pro-that. But let me tell you something about Flynn. I brought him up, I guess, last week or the week before, about his nefarious ties. This is all you have to know about General Flynn. He's a lifelong Democrat, and he belongs to the intelligence community. So all the people out there that say, well, he campaigned with Trump all throughout 2016. He uh, he was pardoned by Trump, so he can't be a bad guy. Well, if you're part of the intelligence apparatus, like the CIA and whatever else, and you're a lifelong Democrat, and a lot of other Democrats in the FBI and the and the Democrat Party and a former Democrat president and a vice president are leaving, they would probably want you to continue their efforts to stymie anything Trump tries to do. So what do you what are you then going to be within Trump's administration? You're going to be a mole. You're going to be a spy within Trump's administration. It doesn't take a lot of analysis to come to this conclusion, especially after Durham released this report that when did they really start siphoning off information to the CIA? When does the CIA start passing off information to the FBI? It was during the transition period. And this is from Technofog. If Sussman's attorney is telling the truth, then we suspect the executive office of the president Data included that from the 74-day, the Trump transition period from November 8th to January 20th, which would still be spying on the income. This is a horrible sentence, but the point, to, to sum it all up, basically, Sussman started really implanting a lot of moles within the Trump administration under the guidance of Barack Obama's administration during the transition period, they were already spying on Trump before. They start to form a network during the transition period. They start leaving the time bombs all over the place, you know, appointing people here, firing others there, and making sure their people, Barack Obama's people, are still in the government, in the bureaucracy, so that when Trump comes in, he can't do anything. Do you remember one of those little stories? Do you remember one of those little stories that James Comey, former FBI director, was talking about where he just he just 
goes into the White House. He just sends his people over during the transition period, just sends them on over and says, oh, guess what? Um, you know, we just sent our people over. He was on The View, or was it Oprah? Remember? Ah, you know, now I didn't have this in front of me. Now I'm going to have to do it. Uh, let's see. Sent people over. Let's see if we can find a quick Google search. Uh, I think he was on... I thought he was on The View. He could have been on Oprah. Uh, but he said... Yeah, I can't find it now. I'm going from memory. Okay, so stay with me. Stay with me on this. Comey said that he sent agents over because the Trump administration didn't have their legal department set up. So during the transition period, he just sent over a few people to have an informal conversation with General Flynn. Now, knowing what, I, what you know now, and what I just told you, lifelong Democrat in the intelligence community, we have Sussman planting bureaucrats, planting individuals, setting up an intelligence network during the transition period to make sure that Trump is, is just has time bombs all over the place and booby traps set. Who do you think could have been responsible for starting all that? Who has the CIA ties that Durham references in his report to drop to the FBI? Right. So this is what they did. The FBI looked like the bad the bad person the whole time, when in reality, it looks like it's coming from the CIA using the FBI as the front men. Remember, how did they spy on Trump the whole time? They used the FISA courts. What are what is what's the FISA court all about? It's about making sure America and the CIA and the government can spy on people with foreign Contacts. The CIA is technically only supposed to spy on foreigners. The FBI is supposed to make sure that the domestic side of the area is secure. FBI stays within the U.S., CIA goes abroad. That's, in a nutshell, obviously that's not the case, but that's what it's supposed to be. Now, now, what does that meeting look like that James Comey referenced? That he just sent people over. He got a round of applause on that television show that he that he went on. It looks like that Comey's FBI, like McCabe and Stroke, Comey, all Democrats, went over to General Flynn's office. Another Democrat with lifelong ties, decades-long ties to the intelligence community. They went over there to set up a new network within the Trump administration to make sure that Trump has time bombs all over the place so that Trump cannot complete his agenda, so that Trump has an, an administration riddled with traitors that would rather see America stop moving, rather see America fall than America progress under Trump's administration. This kind of behavior is reprehensible. This kind of behavior needs to be brought into the spotlight. And this is all my conjecture with all of this, but I'm fairly certain I'm on to something here because nothing else makes sense. Nothing else makes sense. It makes General Flynn, 
who, by the way, is going around the country now and endorsing people like, unfortunately, endorsing people like Dr. Zelenko. And Dr. Zelenko is now on board with General Flynn. I don't think they realize that General Flynn is probably taking them for a ride with all of this. He's going around trying to garner support because I think that they're going to try whoever they may be. Could be the Democrats, could be the Republicans, because there's really no difference between the parties anymore. Nah, I'm at 16 minutes. I think they're going to try to make General Flynn run for office. I think that's what's going to happen. And I think that's going to be the Democrats. I think that's going to be uh, the Democrats uh, ace in the hole. Uh, because they can't, they can't run Biden again. They, they really can't. They can't run, uh, who, Kamala Harris? How can they do that? Can you really see Kamala Harris trying to get on there? I, I mean, try to win the ticket? Can you see that? I mean, no, of course not. Of course not. So the only thing that makes sense is if you run an intel guy up there because he's not touched, he was pardoned by Trump. So you can't touch him there because that ultimately means that Trump knew the guy was innocent. And in reality... He was probably two-faced and getting ready to double-cross Trump even more than what we saw. And that, like I said, is my conjecture. That's my conjecture, so don't go out there and say, Oh, goodness, he's telling us false things. No, I'm trying to connect the dots because I'm a brilliant, lovable fuzzball. So that's what we have to watch out for. We have to watch out for these people that are coming out of the woodwork now and pretending to be holier than thou and true patriots. That's what we need to look for. Okay, so I said 15 minutes. I wanted to get to other things, uh, but I can't because of my my promise. Um, I will say this. The UN is now saying that uh, Russia needs to stop the invasion, even though they didn't invade. And I will leave you with this one little slice of intelligence. Does anybody remember Ban Ki-moon from uh, the UN? He was the—I forgot what he—but I think it was the head of the UN or some crap like that. He said that the last time the Ukraine applied for its borders— so when a country becomes a country, it has to go to the UN and say, these are our borders, and every single nation that borders those borders— must say, yes, this is the border of the new nation, and we sign on to this, and we we abide by their boundaries. The last time the Ukraine did that was back in 1991. So that's when the Soviet Union fell. Now, the only way this new version of the Ukraine can be acknowledged is if every country that has a border with the Ukraine signs a document in the UN that says, yes, we observe these borders. Nobody has done that. The Ukraine has not done that since 1991. So that's a simple argument to say that Russia is not invading the Ukraine. Legally, it's not doing it. You've got separatist independent republics that voted in a referendum, which is completely legal in international law, to say it does not. they do not want to belong to the Ukraine. That's it. They're their own thing. And Russia said, we acknowledge those states and we're going to engage in diplomacy with them. And we're also going to protect them with 
our military. There is no invasion. That's it. And the whole big victory that I said about Nord Stream 2 seems to be temporary. Biden said we stopped it. Germany said we're not going to move as fast with it. In other words, Germany is saying, yeah, okay, Biden can have the, uh, he can say that he's stopping it. He's not stopping it. Nord Stream 2 was not stopped. Nord Stream 2 was not paused. Nord Stream 2 is continuing. It's just a little bit quieter and maybe a little bit slower, thanks to all of the saber rattling from the morons in the Biden administration. All right, I lied. I said it was 15 minutes, but I left you at 20. It's the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. You can find me Instagram and also Twitter at The Last Call Caravan.